offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on the way with him to court. Or your adversary will hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. Matthew chapter 5, verses 23-26 through 26. This week, we have talked about forgiveness and how we should process forgiveness in light of how we have been forgiven by Jesus. Today, I want us to turn the conversation to what to do when we have been the source of hurt in the life of another. In this passage from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about how our relationships with others has an effect on our relationship with Him. Why else would He want us to go make things right with another person before we come to make things right with Him? Ultimately, when we have hurt someone else, we can't force them to forgive us. But there are some things we can do to let them know we are sincerely sorry and we want to do our part to make things right. The first thing we should talk about is humility and ownership. No one likes to confess we are ever wrong, but we are wrong a lot of the time. All of us are. We hurt people. Sometimes we hurt them without meaning to, and sometimes we hurt them on purpose. One of the worst things we could do when we have hurt someone is to allow our pride to block us from making it right because we do not like to ever be seen as being wrong. It is okay to go to someone and completely confess that you should not have done what you have done. Do not make excuses. Do not deflect. Do not bring up what they have done in the past to hurt you. Do not bring up how you were treated as a kid. Do not tell them you were just having a bad day. None of those things give us license to hurt others. Just say, Hey, I've hurt you. I was wrong. I have asked forgiveness from Jesus, and today I'm here to ask forgiveness from you. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just own it as a broken human in need of forgiveness from your brother or sister. Another thing we should avoid is to text an apology to someone. Conversations of this importance normally should be had face-to-face if at all possible. But I need to add to that also. Confession is best done on most occasions in the same forum the offense took place. For example, if I'm preaching one day and I say something from my flesh for the purpose of hurting someone that has been mean to me, yes, I should confess to them in private. But I should also consider a confession to the congregation during the next message if the person I have offended would allow me to. Why? Because everyone heard me embarrass them in public, and I should confess it in the same context. This is for the benefit of the person hurt as well as everyone who heard the hurt. If I hurt someone on social media, I should confess face to face. But also, I should confess on social media for the same reasons as before. If I hurt someone at work, same thing. We need to have a conversation one-on-one, but there also needs to be a conversation in the context where the hurt happened. Open confession has a way of healing wounds. Another roadblock to forgiveness is to continue in the activity that has caused the hurt. If we genuinely want to reach a place of forgiveness and reconciliation, we must repent from the activity that caused the brokenness. To continue in the activity makes it very difficult to be forgiven. 
Do what it takes to stop the hurt. Maybe ask the person you have hurt expectations they have on you as far as getting help to prevent this from happening again. Then do it. Do what you need to do to stop the hurt. I heard a friend say the other day that to get out of a hole, the first thing you have to do is put down the shovel and stop digging. Another thing that can roadblock forgiveness is to demand it from the other person. When we have hurt others by our disobedience to the scriptures, one of the worst things we can do is bring up scriptures that talk about how they should forgive. This is a twisting of the purposes of the Bible. We do not use it to back up our argument. We use it to be molded into the image of Jesus. Forgiveness and reconciliation is a process when it is genuine. We have to allow space for the person we have hurt after we offer the confession. We cannot force immediate forgiveness. Relationships involve more than just us. Sometimes forgiveness is found and the relationship is better than before, but sometimes it is not. We cannot force forgiveness on the other person. We can only do what we can do to make the relationship move forward. Confess and then pray for reconciliation. Today, write down a couple of names of the people you have hurt in the past and then ask Jesus what he would have you do to make things right with them and him. Then do it. Offer space to the person after you do what he tells you to do and pray they will do whatever he tells them to do. 